is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I am back in Southern California, back on the grounds, Intercom Studios in the Miracle Mile. And let me tell you, I had one long weekend. Atlanta, I love you. I did not love the weather. GB, my, my partner, my friend, Greg Biggins is on the line. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. That's excellent, sir. That is great to have you. And uh, I don't know how your weekend was, Greg, but mine was pretty busy. But I'm I'm glad to be back in Southern California. Nothing like Southern California, GB. Been to a lot of places. Yeah. Go ahead and speak on it. You've been to a lot of places. I'm I'm kind of partial to Hawaii. Okay. Uh, The beautiful black sand beaches with the clear water and the beautiful people. But, uh, I mean, I was just debating with my wife about this. Just talking about the state taxes and how high it's going how much it costs to live here and just uh, just kind of think, you know how much more money we can make doing the same job if we lived in here 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 but end of the day we're like but why do we want to leave something california yep. so it's uh i guess you you pay a little more but end of the day it's probably worth it yeah i can t- i can guarantee you it's worth it uh, there's nothing like socal uh being in atlanta this weekend uh it was it was fun. It was Atlanta is a great place. Beautiful people, beautiful scenery, a lot of trees, a lot of greenery. And I'm talking about trees when I talk about greenery, GB. Um, but it was it was man, the weather got bad. You know, you surrounded by tornadoes. You know, heavy storms, lightning everywhere. And uh, you know, I just you know, hey, Southern California is more my speed. But uh, nevertheless, glad to be home. We have got a couple weeks off before we hit our next showcase on the East Coast, which is kind of New Jersey, New York area. So um, looking forward to spending some time in Arizona next week. My kids spring break and mom lives and let the, the babies hang out with the grandparents. Me and the wife get to hang out a little bit together. We need to reconnect. But uh, Greg Biggins, as always on this show, my man, we got to get rocking and rolling. The Transparent Truth Recruiting Report. Why don't you hit us with your recruiting news? We got three commitments, all from players in the Southern California area. How about Kerry K.J. Crump committing to Arizona? He was out there at their spring game. He was the lone 2020 commitment. Uh, Kerry's a tough physical cover corner. Going to go play for Coach Meat at the University of Arizona, Keith. I like the Fed cover corner in the Pac-12. Pac-12 after darks gets cracking with a ball in the air, GB. You got to have guys who can line up on the island, play the man-to-man so you can commit numbers to the box and take away the zone read with that plus one with the quarterback. Kerry Crump, legitimate lockdown edge defender, can get on the highway, has the ball skills, has good length inside. Great pickup for the Wildcats. Coach Meat, again, plucking a guy. Out of his hometown of Southern California. Great job for the Wildcats. Congratulations to the Crump family. And then from here on out, man, it's going to be all about the Oregon Ducks. We're going to talk a lot about them. They had a couple of commitments. Ironically, neither one of them are from the 2020 class, which is the rising senior class. First off was Jaden Ott, who is just a 2022 
kid, Keith. I don't know if you even saw that one, but he went ahead and committed really early. He's just a freshman right now, and we always kind of poo-poo those those really early commitments. But talk to Jaden a little bit, and he sounded like, you know, hey, this is the spot for him. He said, uh, you know, he's always liked Oregon. He uh, likes their their style, likes their running back coach. Was out there this past weekend. They had a they had a big spring game visitor list as they always do. And actually, spring game is this weekend. They had a junior day this past weekend yes. that he was out there for and really liked it a lot and knows the Dye family really well from those Norco connections. Travis Dye is there right now as a freshman, and they're close, and Travis kind of spent some time with them. And he decided that it wasn't something he was kind of planning to do ahead of time, but once he got out there, he kind of felt like, you know what, this feels, this feels right for me. So uh, Jay Nott committed on Friday, and then Anthony Beavers committed on Monday. Beavers hasn't visited. Uh, he'll be in town this weekend. He's actually visited twice already. Uh, the last time was last year. So, Anthony Beavers, 2021 uh, safety, who I think could grow into an could grow into an outside linebacker. But uh, he told me that was the dream school. He's always wanted to get there ever since he first started playing football. So it was kind of one of those things that you know why wait? And with with Anthony, he 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 does. He's not the kind of kid that's going to waffle. Uh, you know, high-end academic kid. Yeah. And again, I think this is where he's always wanted to go. And I, I think with him, it is definitely solid, even though it is pretty early for uh, for Anthony Beavers, Keith. Yeah, two big-time commits from Southern California. Jaden Odd, a kid who I think is special, Greg. Um, he's got a lot of the characteristics of special running backs at the next level with a combination of speed, elusiveness, um, tremendous open field burst and break tackle ability. Jaden Ott is a special talent. He can hit it and get it with the best of them. And he's only a freshman moving into a sophomore season. And, and you talk about Anthony Beavers, a combo athlete, right? A combo athlete, linebacker. He can play outside. He could grow into an inside back, backer, uh, a la Shaq Thompson, right? You know, um, he could move and stay, or excuse me, not move, but stay at that safety position if he continues to lean out and, and stay athletic. It just depends on where his body goes. But Beavers, a big-time player out of the city section, transferred just to Narbonne not too long ago. Um, I think he's an excellent athlete, a great kid, a terrific student, and I think he's going to continue to carry the torch uh, to that Oregon Ducks program and do a great job in Eugene, GB. Yeah, Oregon had a had a bunch of really good visitors this past weekend. Smell Smalls was back. Um, Jaden Navarrete, ironically, who just committed to LSU, he was up there with Jaden. Not a couple of Norco coaches were out there. There was a coaches clinic going on at the same time, so great opportunity to kind of piggyback some coaches and bring their top players. And even though we talked about Jaden last week, who committed to LSU, I'm hearing some buzz, Keith. I'm hearing some buzz that Jaden was really wowed by that trip to Oregon. So uh, I'm not saying put him on flip watch just yet. I'm just saying I know the Ducks gave him a lot to think about. And then this weekend, obviously, uh, is the Oregon spring game. They probably do as good a job, if not the best job out West, in terms of getting elite, elite kids on campus for their spring game. DJ will be under the lay. will be out there uh, just keeping it real and transparent. He's a Clemson lean heavily, but uh, Oregon gets their last shot at him. So, they're gonna they're gonna do all they can to try to try to get him before he commits on May fifth. Um, Clay Millen uh, will be out there. He's a, one of the top quarterbacks in the twenty twenty one class. Yep. Um, running back wise, they're gonna see uh, Seven McGee, who's already committed. 
uh, Brendan Rice out of Arizona. Uh, Seth Figgins, a tight end, is already committed. We'll be out there. Jalen Jeffers, a kid from Saguaro, really good looking offensive line. Van Fillinger from Utah. Uh, Justin Flo, Justin Houston. I mentioned Anthony Beavers already. He's going to be out there. Uh, Mason Williams, kind of an ASU-Oregon battle for Mason over at uh, Narbonne. I almost said Sarah, but like Anthony, they both transferred from Sarah. But uh, James Smith from St. John Bosco, uh, long corner. He'll be out there. Jared Greenfield has had a really good offseason. He's also at Narbonne. Uh, he'll be out there. So, again, Oregon, huge, huge weekend. Watch out for them. I I'm not, won't be surprised if they uh, land a couple of new commitments. Uh, Logan Loya took an unofficial to Nebraska mm. this past weekend. Mm. Uh, Gary Bryant, Jordan Banks from Centennial and Narbonne, respectively. They both took official visits to Oklahoma. Uh, then Miller Moss, Jalen Davies, and Rajon Davis uh, all took unofficial visits to UCLA. So, uh, kind of a lot going on, and I think this weekend we'll see uh, even a lot more going on in terms of commitment. So it should be a big weekend. Hey, Greg, quick question. What do you think about these spring official visits? I I'm not sure if I'm a big fan. I think with the December signing period, Keith, it, it makes sense. Uh, you know, the reason being everything is so fast-forwarded right now, you, you kind of, you know, you didn't really want to do too many early, early official visits. You kind of wanted to wait for them to have during the season, but you're seeing more and more kids committing early before the season now. Yeah. So you always kind of, if you want them to kind of come and if you want to put your best foot forward, you wine and dine them, red carpet them, you kind of almost have to do it. I know coaches don't like to because if they come on a spring game, you know, they want to focus on, on the spring game and now they kind of have to, you know, do the whole official visit weekend as well. So it, it, it's, it's not the best case for the coaches, but I think they get it. It's a necessary evil. And with kids committing more frequently before school, and then even more so during the season, it's kind of like, hey, we do it now or we have to wait do, do it during the season, which is even tougher, right? Because then you're playing for a, preparing for a real football game. So I think you're going to see more and more schools kind of try to piggyback their spring game on a weekend where they can get a bunch of kids to come up and do an official visit, just make a make a huge weekend out of it. And that's what uh, I mean, that's what I, I'm, I think Clemson is going to do. That's what Alabama is going to do. And, Obviously, that's what Oregon's going to try to do. Oklahoma did it last week. So, something that I think the coaches feel like they have to do now with the sped-up signing day in, in December. Okay. Um, moving along, there were a couple fans, Greg, who were a little disappointed in you last week. I'm going to tell you why. Got a couple DMs. They said, hey, Coach Keith, in your recruiting portion of the show, your recruiting segment, Greg didn't mention that UCLA got a commitment at quarterback last week. I said, you know what? Yeah, we forgot. We, we didn't mention that. We didn't. But I said, I, I make sure to bring it up to Greg this week. So, Greg, are you aware that UCLA is uh, trying to turn up the recruiting heat? They got their quarterback for the 2020 class. What do you know about him? We, did, we didn't mention him at all? No, we didn't. Must have been because he's from New Hampshire, but I, I, th I thought honestly, I think we've been we've been pretty fair with UCLA. We're pretty hard on them last year, but this year, and I've made a point to say they've really turned it around and done a, a great job in terms of just the outreach to kids and how much many more offers that are going out. Done a great job getting kids on campus. So, uh, you no know, Parker McQuarrie uh, out of New Hampshire, huge kid, got a little bit of a kind of a Nick Foles, Brock Icewaller to him. He's about six six, six seven. Multi-sport kid plays some basketball as well, which I love to see. If you're a tall quarterback, kind of have that athleticism. But for a tall guy, pretty tight release, smooth, polished, uh, mechanically solid. 
So I, I like him. Uh, he came to the opening regional a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I talked to Brian Stump. He said he was one of the top three guys there. He's got a legitimate chance to make the uh, Elite 11 semifinals, and they bring their top 24 guys out there. So uh, they want two quarterbacks. They're still going after a lot of guys locally. They definitely are still making a huge push for Bryce Young. But it's good to have a guy already locked in. Uh, Parker McQuarrie, older brother, played O-line for Boston College. He was getting looks by schools like Michigan, uh, like Wisconsin. That was probably his top three. But, uh, no, he's, he's good. He's solid. Like I said, big, strong kid. And people are going, yeah, I don't get it. What's UCLA doing bringing in the pocket guy? Well, that's what kind of what Chip wants. Yes. It's not going with the Oregon, you know, up-tempo spread type offense. It's kind of going more toward what they had at Philly when he coached Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And last year, you know, Wilton Spate actually had a really good year for that for UCLA. So uh, Parker kind of fits that that mold. And I think with UCLA and Chip, it's, it's whatever quarterback he gets, they're going to kind of build the offense more around him. They'll kind of tweak it toward the strength of the quarterback. So if it's Bryce Young, if it's Dorian, uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, giving the guy opportunity to run the football more. If it's Wilton Spade, if it's Parker McQuarrie, it's more drop back and, uh, you know, just pocket pocket guy so yeah good pickup and uh apologies to those fans that hit you up wasn't trying to snub ucla at all i think they've done a really good job this spring yeah you know chip they've gone to a a spread power run game and a spread passing game that's really an rpo game right it's a spread power run game in an rpo game as their offense um, full time and I like it because you know it puts the defense in a bind and it makes the offense right if they make the right reads you know 95% of the time so um, that's what they've done I love Parker as a prospect uh, if you go back and look at his tape and I've studied this kid you know uh, relentlessly he's one of our World Bowl quarterbacks Parker is a guy who makes great throws under duress and that's something I can appreciate. If you look at tapes of other highly rated quarterbacks, nobody's around them when they're throwing the ball. They're throwing the ball from an empty pocket. Nobody touches them. They can throw bullets and, bla- and lasers all over the place. This kid, if you look at his tape, Greg, and you look at it closely, 50% of his throws are when he's getting hit. And the ball is still on time. It's still very accurate. And he's still finishing through the throw. So that says a lot about a kid, especially at the high school level. Parker McQuarrie, I think the the Bruins got the quarterback of the future in Parker McQuarrie. And they've got a they're they're adding to a really good quarterback room. Of course, we know Dorian Thompson Robinson already there. Speaking of Dorian Thompson Robinson, GB, did you hear the reports about it at the University of Miami of the spring scrimmage down there at the U? Did you read anything about that? <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I heard. I read. It was boy. Yeah, a boy Tate didn't do too hot. That was the uh, that was the big yeah the big thing that came out of that one, right? Yeah, and that that was always my fear with Tate Martell. Can can he play on schedule, Greg? And speaking to his high school coach, that was something he was very concerned about. And it seems like that is something that he's struggling with, playing on schedule. Off schedule, he's he's really good. But you got to be able to play on schedule 65% of the time. And um, he's got to get that together down there. Or, yeah. or, you know, that portal might be add one extra player because right now he's third on the depth chart and there's two talented young kids in front of him. Yeah. No, Jaron Williams, who I love. Oh, he's really talented. Two yes. Right now. So I'm going like, who's number one? Yeah. Like, how good is this guy doing for Jaron Williams to be number two? So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's. Uh, I don't want to make too much out of the spring game. Then there's reports, you know, Tua struggled at the Alabama spring game. Nick Saban had to answer questions and got all, you know, little little hot and bothered, you know, asking about that. Um, who was the quarterback who transferred in to Justin uh, Fields. Ohio State? Justin Fields. Um, huh? Justin Fields. Justin struggled a little bit too. So I still haven't. I still am holding out hope for Tate. But uh, no, man, he's his. It's so important you pick the right school. It's so important. Mm. And he almost transferred to West Virginia mm. a couple of years ago when he first got to Ohio State. I'm thinking, man, that would be That's, a pretty good fit stylistically. Yeah. Yes. And, and guy, even like, what if you pick the wrong Florida school? You know, what if they pick Florida State has no quarterbacks at all right now, Keith? Right. Um, Florida State, you could have gotten in there and, and potentially competed right away, but. Miami's got a really good-looking quarterback room right now. So, but hey, you brought up some great points. Not to not to piggyback on your Parker McQuarrie, but they actually liked him more than uh, out here in California. They had him rated higher than Jay Butterfield and Shane Hillingworth for the exact reason why you just said because mm-hmm. they wanted a guy who, even though he's six seven, they want a guy who can move around and make plays outside the pocket mm-hmm. with the pass pass rush coming at him. And they felt like you know we both love Butterfield. And, and Shane Illenworth is talented, but they feel like those guys are more just pure pocket guys who don't really do a lot with the pass rush coming at you. Whereas Parker, who's six seven, he's really good escaping pressure, extending plays, and throwing whether he's going right or left. He mm-hmm. can do those things. So they actually have him rated higher than a couple guys out here who are you know rated higher on most everybody's um, you know whether it be a Rivals, an ESPN, a twenty four seven, whatever. So right. I always say, man, it's not always you know recruiting rankings. It's the school has sure. their own board, and that's sure. what they should always go after. So um, it made sense to me. I, I I like I like Parker. Yeah, no doubt about it. Thank you, G Beef. Uh, you know what? Did we mention the modern day kids who visited UCLA? Did we mention that, GB? We did. We said Miller Moss along with Rajon and, and okay, and, Jalen. Okay, sounds good. Okay, I wanted to make sure Davis our UCLA fans. I wanted to make sure our UCLA <laughs> fans get off my back. But uh, thank you, GB, for your recruiting reports. Always appreciated. I know. You know, recruiting is just a. It's not going to get any smaller, is it, Greg? It's. Uh, it's kind of like seven no. on seven. It's not going to get it any gets smaller. Crazier. It gets crazier every year. Yeah, it gets crazy. I, I can agree with that. So, um, time to move along, GB. Thanks so much. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time. You want to find out who the next guy is? It's time for our Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right. Our sleeper of the week this week hails from the San Diego section. Greg Biggins, you brought him to the table. Why don't you take it away? Yeah, so Clay Petrie out of Bishops High School in the San Diego area 
you know, I think he was primed for a huge year last year, playing receiver alongside Tyler Buckner, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the 2021 class. Unfortunately, Tyler Buckner, as everyone knows, tore his ACL in game one. They had to move Clay Petrie to quarterback, and uh, he didn't really get to showcase his talent at receiver, but I've seen him a lot playing. Uh, i seen him playing a lot of receiver this offseason. He's gone to every single camp. He plays for premium and on their 2021 team. The guy is good. You know, he's just a good football player. He's one of those guys who kind of does everything well. He's probably 6'1", pushing 6'2". He's got hands. He's got body control. He's got some, uh, he's got some little, uh, uh, little sneaky speed. Uh, he can run. He can, you know, I always say this, man. Uh, if you can play quarterback, you're always going to be a really good route runner as a receiver because you know how a route's supposed to be run. Quarterbacks hate seeing a receiver break off a route too soon or too late. So when the, those quarterbacks move to receiver, they're always really precise and how they do things. So, again, I like the athletic ability. I like the size. Um, I like the polish. Again, he's only a 2021 kid. He's got an offer from Nevada. They offered him last year. So uh, I think this is going to be kind of a breakout year for him as a junior. Tyler Buckner is back. Clay Peachy moves back to receiver full-time. And uh, I think he's going to be a guy to watch for sure. So Bishop, high school, Clay Petrie. Keep an eye on this guy. He can do some things. Good-looking good looking player. Oh, yeah. 2021 athlete receiver Petrie out of Bishops High School. Congratulations, man. You're a transparent, true sleeper of the week. You know what that means. Coaches, head down to Bishops. We know you're going to go check out Big Buckner. Go check out my guy, Petrie. GB says he's the next guy coming up the pipeline. Let's move it along. Greg Biggins, we are here on today's show. And just kind of what the objective is of today's show is to really inform the parents and the players about um, how to conduct yourself, what type of um, energy and, and body language you, you need to have during this spring recruiting season, really throughout the spring and the summer, really throughout your life. Let's just be honest. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about um, some, some teams that we think are mandatory to go visit outside of the Trinity League. We have some recommendations on uh, how to conduct yourself. We're going to talk about some showcases that we may or may not be attending this upcoming spring because um, I can confirm, I cannot confirm or deny that these places have and provide great meals after their showcases, which we enjoy. And then kind of next steps, what's going on after spring showcase? What do these offers mean? And um, again, what are my next steps kind of moving into the, the summer uh, and, and getting ready for the fall? So Greg Bingens, I'll start it off here. Uh, we're talking some teams. Let's talk about some teams outside of the training league. We know the training league um, is loaded. It's a bunch of 13th graders and people are going to go visit there. We get that. Let's talk about some teams outside the Trinity League that college coaches should have on their radar to go visit because a they've got great athletes who are have great and great students and, and b um, they can find some diamonds in the rough there um, that may not be getting the attention that they deserve. So, GB, won't you start it off? So, how about we go to a school that uh, they have Trinity League level talent. Mm-hmm. Talk about a school in the South Bay that goes by the Narbonne and Gauchos. Yes, sir. If I'm a college coach, I definitely want to go by Narbonne. They got everything you can possibly want. They got a young quarterback uh, you want to see. They got multiple receivers. 
They always have linemen up front. That's kind of what separates Narbonne from every other school in the city section is their beef up front on both sides of the ball. They got playmakers. They got skill. They got some good-looking running backs. They got your DBs. They have your linebackers. Keith, what don't they have? They don't have a spring showcase with great food, Greg. Well, I'm gonna. We're gonna change that. We fact, need I'm, to. I'm gonna text my guy Michael Clayton right now and say, "Dude, I was at Bosco last. Not only did they have Bosco have barbecue, they had beer. Like, That's right. We got to get this going. Yeah. Right. I'm you know call- the Narbonne faithful. Yes. We'll be all about that. You don't have to provide alcohol. You can just have barbecue with lemonade or sweet Capri tea. Suns. Yeah. Right. Or just simply water. H two O as the water boy was a big fan of H two O. But you gotta you gotta bring something to the table that's gonna make that's gonna make Keith and myself come out. Yes. It's not just about the players, it's about the food afterwards. No question. So you gotta think big picture here. Manny Douglas. Coach Big Douglas, we, Coach Douglas, Michael we, Clayton, we're calling you guys out. Narbonne High School football, Coach Douglas, Coach Clayton, Coach Brandon, we need it. We need a showcase. We need the transparent truth in the building. We need the college coaches in the building, and we need a nice batch of barbecue with great sides, some sweet tea, and lemonade. So I can make me an Arnold Palmer for the ages. I think I think that's where we go. I, I think that's a good fit. So Narbonne is first up on the map. You get off the you get off of LAX. You uh, jump on that 405 freeway or maybe the 105. You take it to the 110. And you go exit Sepulveda. Get to Western and just take it on down to Narbonne High School. And hopefully those coaches will have it going for us. So yeah, once I have my Arnold Palmer. I'll kick back, spend some time with the coaches, talk a little football, talk a little player evals, a little recruiting, and then uh, we'll be on the road. But, GB, calling those Narbonne guys out. Come on, Narbonne. Coach Douglas. Coach Mani Maniula. Coach Clayton, let's get it done, baby. Let's move along. GB, what do you have next up in terms of, you know, must must be just just destination. Destination how about, places. How about Mission Viejo, Keith? How about those Diablos? Tell you what, man. I was there over the weekend for the OC track meet, and uh, it's a beautiful place. I love the facility. A lot of cool little little restaurants. One of the best sandwich places I've ever been to is right next to Mission Viejo. I forgot the name of it, but it's legit. But Mission Viejo's got dudes, and dudes are coming in. I think, I think those days of a lot of the South County players feeling the need to go to, you know, Marde Bosco, Jay Sarah Olu. I think those days are going to be coming not to an end, but you're not going to see as many guys from South Orange County going. They're going to be going to Mission Viejo. Chad's got it rolling right now. They are loaded again. Kids are coming in. Chad's in tune with the Pop Warner circuit. Uh, he's got some really good eighth graders coming in. They got players at all spots, multiple quarterbacks, explosive receivers, big linemen. Mission Viejo. Another must-stop for me if I'm a college coach. Was there last year. I can confirm Mission Viejo is a great place. Chad does a great job running practice. Really enjoy watching him work. Um, They do a great job of showcasing their players. They go live 11-on-11 with, with, you know, Chad Cole calling plays. So, you know, it's it's fun. Um, It's entertaining. And then afterwards, uh, I didn't stay for the barbecue. I had to kind of get back on the road before that traffic hit. But, um... It looked like it was going to be pretty good. 
That's for sure. It looked like it was going to be pretty good. And we know they have players. They got a big defensive end over there. They got a superstar uh, receiver, running back type, and Anderson. Um, they got a quarterback transferred in from Santa Margarita, which is Peter Costelli. And they're going to be rolling. They are going to be rolling. The Mission Viejo Diablos is a great place to visit if you're a college recruiter. They got athletes. They got good coaching. It's a beautiful campus, beautiful scenery outside of campus. And looks like the barbecue is going to be on point. And, Greg, you said a sandwich spot. Really? What type of sandwich did you get when you went there? I'd I like to know this. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember what the name of it was. But it was like an Italian sub oh, that, that was, like, so thick. Yeah. They have IPAs there. Like, it was, it was legit. Oh. Legit. I'll get the name of it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's another must-stop. Literally right there next to the campus. If you've gone to Michigan Hill, you're probably screaming the name out over your phone because it's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty famous place. I yeah. Just, my mind is mush. I don't recall. My recall is not what it used to be. But I do recall this, Keith. I do recall that Centennial High School always has players. <laughs> Another must-stop, if you're a college. Again, multiple quarterbacks, great skill, great young lineman. Um, Matt Logan, everything you said about Chad, definitely can relate to Matt in terms of just how he runs the practice. And it's funny, there's no coach that I know talking to Chad Johnson, Matt, Matt Logan's like his his guy. That's the guy he wants to emulate. So, you know, they're kind of like the, the two public schools that have shown they can compete with the privates over the last, you know, three or four years. Yeah. So Centennial High School, you got to go there as well. Um, I know I'll be there for yeah. sure this year. Again, I, I love the talent, and I just love the way Matt Logan does things. We've sung his praises enough. I'm not going to sing it anymore. Like Matt Logan does a solid job is all I'm going to say. Um I've been there, I don't know, maybe four years in a row. And each year, it gets bigger and better. And I don't even know how that's possible because the first time I went, I was blown away by how efficient, how organized, how physical, and how well-coached practice was by a head coach and his staff at the high school level. I remember coming on this show saying that it was the best practice I've ever been to, uh, maybe on any level. I mean, I can only remember Pete Carroll practices maybe being better. But Coach Logan does a, a great job. And um, they do, a, in terms of the food, Greg, what, what can you what can you promise me? Because I don't remember, or maybe a selective memory, if if there was food or if the food was any good, because if it was any, if there was food, and it was any good. I would remember. <laughs> well, I I remember um, the tailgating at Centennial game where I ate with the Macaulay family, and it was Hawaiian food. So I was all about that. Oh, and I was already told he'll be at the t- he'll be there. Okay, this spring game, and that's all I need to know. Okay, no, well, that's you know what? Yes. Sounds good to me. I, I do know that the Centennial football moms are outstanding. And I know that they leave no stone unturned in terms of hospitality and care and kindness for their visitors. And so I'm looking forward to uh, sitting down, sharing a meal and enjoying the entire uh, Husky football family because I just love that program. So, again, Centennial a great place for talent. We know they have one of the top defensive linemen 
Uh, Defensive lineman in the 2021 class and Corey Foreman. We all know how special Gary Bryant is. He's been dominating Southern California football for a couple of years now out at receiver. Um, they've got other guys who are very good. they got some emerging quarterbacks in Ala and Carter. Um, we know about their receivers in Smith and Alvarez. I'm anxious to see what they have coming up the pipeline. I remember going back there four years ago, and it was a young kid. Um, and, I, and I pull up, and I'm walking on, and the, and the first thing somebody does is they say, hey, man, you, you should meet Drake Jackson. And I meet Drake. Drake is kind of wide-eyed and goofy-looking and, you know, kind of bouncing around. You could tell he was going to be a guy one day. But, you know, fast forward now, he's probably in the one running with the ones right now with USC football. So I'm just, who's the next guy? We know Corey Foreman. Who's the next guy? Who's the, the kid who's a sophomore or maybe a freshman or, or that's coming up that pipeline? Because you know they got one, Greg. It always oh, happens. Always. Always. Uh, you know what, Keith? I, we we kind of... They're not what they used to be, but I still think it's worth going to Sarah High School. Mm-hmm. The Cavaliers still have dudes. They lost a few guys to transfer, but you know what? They got one, not one, but two quarterbacks and from Phil and Murphy, which right. kind of surprised me. I thought maybe one of them might have, might have checked out and transferred, but they're both still there. So you want to go watch both those two strong, young kids. Yeah. Doug's left-handed. And Murphy's uh, is the righty, just a 20-22 uh, quarterback so it, it's worth it for that and they always got skill right they always got sure. plenty of skilled players so um known that program for a, quite a long time and i am hoping for a bounce back season keith i'm hoping they can turn things around and and give us a little something of what the cavaliers used to give us which was just incredible skill talent mixed in with some uh, with a high powered offensive attack and an attack style defense that's going to stop some people and we're going to look back and you as a Cavalier alum will sit there and say you know what that's my team right there yeah that it all starts with this spring so we shall see uh again I you know not what they used to be but then they're still worth a stop by for sure I'm not sure what the barbecue tailgate situation is going to be like yeah I can't answer that question over there I'll have to ask Scott about that or even our, our guy Ivan Stevenson's over there now I'll say hey man you, you guys do a little little you know something little barbecue spring game, but uh, yeah, I, I would think Sarah Cavaliers, you got to stop by there. They're always going to have dudes. For sure. LV, Bunkley, Shelton, we talked about the two quarterbacks, Brumfield and Murphy. They can both go at any point in time. Um, they've got other guys in the stable. We know about Houston as a linebacker. He's coming into his senior year, correct? No, or is he a, he's a 2021, excuse me. Yeah, no, no, you're right, dude. He's coming into his senior year. Oh, wow. I, I'm okay. shaking my head. I can't believe how fast that's gone. Right, I remember when he was a freshman. So, yeah, the, the, Sarah's always going to have players, regardless. They're always going to have players. I think the mentality has to change a little bit of Sarah. Sarah and uh, I know Coach Stevenson is uh, over there now. He's trying to help bring that Dorsey mentality that they had back in the mid, late 90s, early 2000s over to Sarah. And we'll see how that translates on the field in the fall. But, yeah, can we get the, can we get the, the showcase or the spring game meal together? Coach Altenberg calling you out. Coach Altenberg calling you. Coach Marv, I know it's a Woody's barbecue somewhere near. Can we get something catered for a spring game or a showcase? We would love that. I don't know, Greg. You know what it seemed like to me? This is what it seems like to me, Greg. Those schools that are kind of near the water, near that breeze, near that in that South Bay breeze, 
They feel like they don't need to have barbecue for us because we get that breeze coming off that ocean. Maybe that's enough for Coach Keith and Greg Biggins. But, you know, <laughs> quite honestly, it's not. Okay. A breeze doesn't fill my stomach, man. That's it, all I'm going to say. It doesn't. It doesn't. We would, Greg, if you had to give a recommendation, so we know we're getting some Hawaiian, we know we're getting a little hood barbecue. If, if there was something else out there, if there's something else out there, Greg, that you would like to have to consume after a spring showcase or a spring game, what would it be? No, man, I, I don't think there's anything else. I mean, you, you, the two the two staples right there. You go with the barbecue, which can be a, a variety. That could be your barbecued chicken, your your burgers, your dogs. Your, your brisket. Your, your brisket. Right. Uh, your ribs. Right. But last year at Modern Day, they catered it, but it was they had everything, right? I mean, any if you were a meat lover, they had a, they had it there. No matter what the meat, they had it there. Yes. Um, you know, I, I've seen people do a taco truck. You know, I'm totally down. That's what uh, Orange Lutheran. Orange Lutheran did yes. a taco truck. That yes. was awesome. Right. Yeah, that was that was simple and easy. And then, um, yeah, you, the Hawaiian food is always always easy. It's uh, you know, you don't need to go too extravagant. You don't need steak. No, out there. you don't need to go with the you know the flame and yawn. We're not talking. This is still high school football, but I'm just a fan of any type of barbecue. It's quick, easy, it's fun. Right. Let's go. No question. No question. I'm with you. I I, I might want to add it if if I had to have my choice, you know, and not going too extravagant. I wouldn't mind a nice little you know gumbo. Okay. Okay. A little bowl of gumbo or a little bowl of jambalaya. With a little Jambalaya. Louisiana hot sauce on the side. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be mad at that. Speaking of that, I got some gumbo at the crib right now, frozen from out of town. It was delivered to me from out of town, frozen. And I can't wait to dive in. My wife says we can't unthaw it until Wednesday. So once the Transparent Truth drops tomorrow, GB, <laughs> I'll be taking that gumbo out, unthawing it. I'll be digging in by noontime, and I can't wait. Speaking of gumbo, let's move along. We're talking a little bit of, let's finish it off, GB, some teams that we have to or that recruiters need to go visit outside of the training league in Southern California. Yeah, there's so many keys, right? Yep. We don't want to snub anybody because look right. at calls. Hey, what about, I mean, Lawndale, San Clemente, yep. got to yep. still go by Long Beach Poly. That's a staple. You got to go by Ocean View High School. They have 35 D1 guys in next year's roster. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of, there's so many great pro Rancho Verdes is getting dudes. They're coming in. We've got A.J. Duffy's a quarterback to watch. Yeah. Uh, Upland. Shout out to, to Coach Pete Duffy. Yep. Yes. Um, but again, I feel like the more we, the more schools we throw out there, yeah, the we're going to end up leaving will, people out. Yeah, and it's just, it's not going to be a great. You know, Shamanad does a great job with the tailgate. Sure, Loyola's on the rise. Loyola's on the rise, dude, for sure. And and they're they're reaching out. They're they're wanting to say, hey, you know, we're doing things differently. You know, we're we're they're definitely doing it differently. So yeah, um, got a new quarterback coming in. Can't say that. Say the name yet? I don't think it's out there just yet, but okay. uh, I would watch out for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, dude, it's a uh, Alamany. Great, time. I'm so Alamany. Absolutely, dude, yeah. Casey's got. They got what? I think Penn State offered like six freshmen. Oh yeah, they're rolling on one day last year. So Alamany's yeah. got a lot of good young talent, a good young quarterback, some good skill players getting both sides of the ball with DJ Harvey and no, it's 
lot of lot of really good. I can't wait for spring football, Keith. You know, yeah. we talked about it. This isn't a seven on seven disc, but I'm ready for football. Like yes. real, you know, football. I'm I'm excited for it. And I'm ready for it. So, amen to that. I agree. Let's move along. Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the showcases that you plan on attending, or that we plan on, or I plan on attending, Greg. Um, the best showcase that I've been to. Okay, let me let me rephrase. the 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 Wow Showcase is the Bosco Showcase. Uh, easily eighty to hundred coaches there, and it's like a smorgasbord. That's the Wow Showcase. Um, the best showcase for me easily the Centennial Showcase. When you factor in how practices ran, the players they have. The parents and their hospitality, and then the food. Um, that that's the best showcase for me, and um, so I know for sure I'll be at Bosco. It's near my house. They got super talent. I need to reconnect with Dave and DJ Uyanalele. So I'll definitely be at Bosco. I'm definitely gonna go to Centennial. Those are for sure. Um, I want to get a chance to hit, hit the Valley, maybe Oaks Christian. Um, maybe Alamany. Alamany, like you said, they're, they've got a plethora of skill guys and big boys up front. Their bigs look pretty impressive. So um, those are a few, Greg, that I know for sure that I'll be at. Yourself? And, and I just realized we completely left off Oaks Christian as a must-stop Calabasas. I mean, they got dudes over there. So yes. Let's add those two to yeah. what we talked about earlier. And, and I, honestly, kid, I'm not sure where I'm going to be. Um, you know, I kind of do my schedule the day I, I wake up. I go, do I feel like going today? Okay, sure. That's kind of how how I do it. But I would love to go to the same ones I went to last year and a, and a few more. Um, you know, Bosco was great. Modern Day, um, you know, had a great time at Olu. Would love to, to kind of get on the freeway. Just It's a little bit of a roadie going hit that 101. But Calabasas, Oaks Christian would be great to go see. Um, you know, I get I, it. It depends on schedule, depends on, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but I, I, I kind of concur with, with, you know, the selections that you made. And I'm excited. You're, get, you're getting me pumped up right now, Keith. Yeah, no, I listen. I've been pumped up for a while. I'm kind of like, getting pumped up. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. It's, it's food, family, football, Greg. I think that's what, I know that's what I live for. I love my family and I love the, the my higher power, first and foremost. But then you talk about family, you know, food football i'm all about that like if i could do that on a daily which i really do um but of course there's a zillion other things that i'm doing food football and family is just that's just awesome and then you get back to meeting these kids and watching them play and um talking to coaches and recruiters and you know it's just that's the world we operate in me we meaning me and yourself so yes very very excited um, let's talk a little bit about next steps or you know what, Greg, let's talk about recommendations for players just in terms of, you know, college coaches are coming by. How should I be dressed? Um, you know, how should I approach them or when they approach me, how do I respond? Okay. Um, what should be my body language when talking to a coach? Um, so l- let's just kind of run this down as quick as possible. Greg Biggins, uh, you know, head coaches can't be out in the spring, Right. Correct. So Brent Venerables is at my high school. He walks up. He says, hello, my name's Brent Venerables. How you doing, Greg Biggins? I know you're an outside linebacker here at Bellflower High School. Uh, we'd like your film. How are you? 
Greg, how should I be dressed? What, 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 what? How should I respond to that question? What's, what's my attitude? What should that look like? I mean, the first two things that jump to mind: look in the eye, firm handshake. Right. Those two things go a long way. You'd be surprised. Like with, with when I shake a kid's hand, and it gives like those little wet blanket handshakes. I'm like, ooh, get away. Right. It's like, is this guy going to go hit someone if he can't even give me a firm handshake? Look, I be respectful. Yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, you know, body language is big. And like you said it before, um, it's not just about, you know, how you present yourself on the field. It's how you present yourself. It's, it's a life choice. Yes. Right. I'm a big fan of in your classroom. How do you speak to your teachers and your classmates? Do you sit in the front row and listen or do you sit in the back row and goof off? Right. Like all that stuff matters. Coaches will talk to teachers, and they'll want, they want to know, what do you like off the field, in your classroom? Are you a locker room guy? Are you, a, I call it, a front-of-the-line guy? You're probably seeing that at your camps, right? You'll see the sure. same guys go to get the front of the line. They want Every to get the reps. Or are you that too-cool-for-school guy who wants to sit in the back, you know, back of the line? And, yeah, I already got my offer. I don't need to work as hard. You know, a back-of-the-line guy or a front-of-the-line guy. So you want to show that you're serious about football, that you're passionate about it, that you're a great teammate, that you're not a guy to, to sulk. And, you know, someone showed a clip last night of the Clipper Warriors game where after Kevin Durant got kicked, you know, six, his sixth foul, he was out. They had a, a huddle, and Kevin wasn't even in the huddle. You know, he was sitting down away from the rest of the team. Right. And I'm not dogging Durant at all. Great, great basketball player. I'm just saying you want to be a, 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 a team guy. You want to be a dude. I, that's kind of all that – I think all that kind of, I can just kind of summarize it in one yes. word. Just you want to be a dude on the field, off the field. And I think coaches can pick up on that right away. Asset versus liability, right? You want to be yes. an asset. Yes. You want to be recruited as an asset to a program. A guy that's going to improve our locker room. A guy that's going to um, improve our overall GPA. A guy that's going to improve our overall play on the field. A guy that's going to improve our image in the community. You want to be an asset to the program. A recruitable asset. You do not want to be a recruitable liability. A guy who is going to cause a problem in class with professors on a college campus. A guy that's going to cause an issue in the dorms. And, and your body language and the way you dress and your attitude sort towards certain things or individuals, those are all indicators. Doesn't mean everything about you, but there are indicators of your potential at the next level, be it Albeit, you know, uh, positive potential or negative potential. It, it really, really is. And as a former college coach on a college level, I did coach a couple of years. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not putting my job on the line because you want to be too cool. You and flunk a class because you want to be in the back on your phone, or um, you know, you don't want to get into this nine on seven drill. Because this is where we're thumping and you talking about, oh, I, you know, my shoulder hurts. Can't win that way. Rocky Long, his favorite phrase, Greg, his favorite, Coach Rocky Long at San Diego State's favorite phrase, is it going to help us win? Is it going to help us win ball games? You bring anything up to him, is it gonna, he's going to ask you, is it going to help us win ball games? Well, the guy standing in the back of the line, he ain't going to help us win ball games. The guy goofing off in the back of the classroom, he ain't going to help us win ball games. It's just not going to happen. So it's either you want to do things right or you don't. But those are some recommendations we have when a coach walks up. But let's talk about on field, Greg. On the field, on the football field. You talked about being in front of the line. What are some other things, Greg? And just in terms of practice habits, right? Practice habits. 
you'd like to see from a player who wants to be recruited or stand out um, in a pack of his peers? This, this is hard, and this is one of the things that we used to recommend. You know, we back in the day when I was helping with the, the Nike camps, student sports, you know, there'd be 400 people there, and you're going, okay, you're, you're, you're a receiver, and whether you're black or white, there's 300 guys that look kind of similar to you. How do I stand out in that crowd? Right. And what we'd always say was, you know, you differentiate yourself with, number one, how many reps you take obviously but more than that man it's just how hard do you go mm-hmm. and it being being coachable if you want to dress a certain way some people would do like these crazy headbands or wear high socks that were multicolored they just they would i don't know if you necessarily have to do that if right. you're at your team right. you know whether it be calabasas whether it be you know st john bosco sarah narbonne whatever dress the way the rest of the team team goes but you could really tell right away man just a guy will pop because of how hard he's practicing, yes. how much energy he brings, how coachable is he, how is he with his other teammates. I mean, you, you can watch the kid and see if he, is he standoffish or is he talking and is he engaging with his coach? Is he engaging with the younger players on the team? Sure. At Transfer Portal, Keith, I'll tell you what, man. Coaches are, are wary of taking guys who they feel like, okay, this guy is a me player. If he doesn't get his way, he's going to leave in two years. Do so I want to invest in that guy? So, Show these guys that, you know what, you're a team guy. Be a great teammate. Help out the young guys. Talk with the coaches. Hustle. Sprint. Don't be a guy who, again, is too cool, too cool for, for school attitude of walking around from drill to drill. Man, you're sprinting every single way. That catches a coach's eye. Your, your teammates might think you're corny. And I remember when I was in high school, we would tease the guys who worked really hard. Now, in hindsight, how stupid were we for teasing a guy for going hard, right? But right. That was like that too was cool because it made us look bad if we weren't going as hard as that guy was. If your teammates think you're corny for, for being that guy, you know what? Who cares? Because in five years from now, you aren't even going to know probably half the guys, mm-hmm. and hopefully you're going to be successful, and, and they won't be. And that's what, <laughs> that's what it's all about, right? Hopefully they won't be. Yeah, sure. Um, two things, and, and those are all great points, Greg. All great points. So thank you for sharing. Two things that I got out of that. Number one, um, smart man once told me, you either bring the energy to the field or you drain the energy. You drain the field of its energy. You either bring the energy to the field, right? You either juice the field up or you drain the field of energy. Guys who drain the field of energy, I don't want to have nothing to do with. Guys who bring energy to the field, I'm all about it, okay? So that's number one. And number two, quick story. Um, I remember being a junior in high school. Um, I had just was a you know all state junior player or whatever Cal High Sports um and Don Pelham who's now the linebacker coach at UCLA he was down from Oregon and they were recruiting me pretty hard and we were doing um 11 on 11 drill and this is when back when football was kind of a power football game they ran a play at me at linebacker and I must have hit this is no pads of course and I, but I must have gave one of our offensive linemen or fullback, somebody, a flipper, a forearm right to his chin and just dropped him as if he was praying to God straight to his knees. And I remember Don Pelham went crazy about it. And, you know, I didn't mean I, the kid wasn't hurt. It was it was just a very physical play. And th- at that point, Don knew exactly what I was about and exactly what I was going to bring to the table. I was going to be. That asset. You want to play physical football. You want to be known for having a physical, fast defense. I was your guy. That's the point. The statement I was going to make, and I did make. So, I said all that to say, 
you know, go out here and show these guys what you're made of, what you're about, and the family you represent, the school you represent, go out there and put your best foot forward and you know, you're never doing too much. Uh, of course, you know, you want to keep your, your teammates healthy and you want to keep everybody up. But as Greg stated early so eloquently, play fast, play physical, play through the echo of the whistle, finish every drill. And, man, it stands out to us. Uh, I, I know for me and myself standing on the sideline, watching a kid finish with an urgency and watching a kid compete with intensity, man, that stands out. It's not the guy who's yelling and screaming and talking trash. That doesn't stand out. Not for me. It stands out in a negative way. For me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, it's annoying, right? When oh, you have that guy sure. who's the, the corner who's jaw jacking and his whole goal is to try to get on a viral video. Uh, you know, physicality is big. Again, I, I, I've had a coach, Dick, Dick Baird, who was a longtime recruiting coordinator for Don James at UW, and he had this saying that was kind of funny, but it's, it was so true. He goes, I always want a guy – I have to peel off the pile rather than the guy I have to throw onto the pile. Oh, for sure. So he wants a guy you have to take off the pile. You have to drag him away from the pile versus the guy that you have to literally throw into the pile because he's not he's not in the mix, right? He's that guy. He's, it's the guy who's always clapping. I was asking about a guy. What do you think about him? He goes, you know what? Every time I watch him, he's always clapping for someone else. And I'm going, why isn't people clapping for him? This is a, this is a big-time off, you know, offer guy. I looked apart. Yeah. But you're watching the film, and... There's just he's not, he's not making any plays at all. So again, you want to be an aggressive guy. Obviously, you know I, I don't think you're encouraging kids to come out and you know drill a guy in a non-contact because Coach Keith said that's what he did. No, you know obviously you want to be controlled. Yes, aggressive. Yes, controlled aggression. Right. And I think that's what Dick Baird was saying. Also, man, be a guy that you know you just kind of have to. You can tell he loves football. You can, you can tell. If a guy truly loves football or not, by how hard he's going and how much uh, you know how much energy he's playing with. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, last but not least, Greg, let's talk about next steps. So the spring recruiting period, April fifteenth to May thirtieth, correct, Greg? Yes, sir. Okay, April fifteenth to May thirtieth. So essentially, um, forty-five days. Once the spring period is over, of course, there's gonna be a lot of offers, Greg. A guy, a kid is going to post. Every kid from every school in America is going to post. He got an offer from somebody. I got an offer. I'm blessed to have an offer. God bless me with an offer. Actually, you worked for the offer, but okay. You got an offer. Everybody's going to get an offer. What next, Greg? Does that is that offer valid? Is it valid? And up until signing day, Greg, what what, ne- no. what what should I do next with myself? Now that I got the offer or I got a offer, or a few offers, what's next, Greg? Because spring is over, summer's coming, fall's coming. What do I do next? Because I got an offer. So I, I might as well just, you know, go kick back, have a good summer with my friends, go to the beach, hang out and, you know, go play some football in the fall. Yeah, that, that offer is basically only as good as the day it was given. And even then. I feel like a lot of these, we said it, said it a number of times, these offers, they're not always even committable the day it comes out, the second it comes out of that coach's mouth. its I've had coaches tell me, or players have told me that a coach said, hey, we're offering you, but you can't commit to it right now. Why even offer it then? Well, we want you to know we love you, we want you, but go through the process. Take your visits. If a coach is encouraging you to take your trips, it's probably not a real offer. Right. There are instances where it is, but... These guys want you to commit right now. So if they're offering you and saying, hey, take your time, wait till signing day, go visit 18 other schools, what that is, that's an offer of, okay, we want you to know we like you. You better still develop because three months from now, if you haven't developed, 
we're not going to call you anymore. Now, if you do develop, they're going to say, hey, remember us? We're the first ones to offer you. We offered right. you three months ago. Right. So it's kind of like cat and mouse game. I would say offers, they have to make you hungry. Uh, the, the, I think the biggest reason for softness in this day and age in football is because they get all these early offers. We're talking like eighth grade, ninth grade, even 10th grade before they even played yeah. a down of real football yet. Right. And it gives them a sense of entitlement. It gives them a sense of accomplishment without accomplishing anything yet. Right. And it makes you soft. It makes you weak. It, it lacks you lack hunger if you feel like you've already arrived before you've done anything. It's probably my my biggest complaint about social media is when I see so many people, whether not not even just fans, but actually people in in my industry, Keith. It makes me cringe when they gas up these kids and talk about how great they are when they have number one they haven't even seen the player ever play, <laughs> and number two, uh, the kid. It isn't very good at all, yeah. but because their school, maybe they're a team site guy, um, you know, they're talking, oh, man, this is a big-time player, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you don't, you don't know who this kid is. You're gassing him up. He's not very good, and you're inflating his head. You're giving him that sense of entitlement. I almost, literally, I almost tweeted out just yesterday because it was going, it was just so many people were hyping up guys who literally weren't, shouldn't have been being hyped up, but just because their their school had offered him, and it's, it's, I think it's dangerous. And it's why you see a lot of guys go to college and, and they don't ever materialize. They never really developed a work ethic. So yeah. I think you got to stay hungry. That's the biggest thing about recruiting. No matter how, if you have one offer or 20, man, you, you have to compete every single day. Like you don't have any offers. Always compete like, like you're still trying to prove yourself because, man, everybody else around you is doing that. And if, if you're kind of slacking off and they're pushing hard. They'll catch you. They'll not just catch you, they'll, they'll surpass pass you. you real quick. And mm-hmm. those offers that you have, they're off the table. And now you're going JUCO, or you're, you're taking one of these offers where a school still takes you just because of your name, hoping that you, maybe you can produce. But if you don't, you're, you're in the doghouse, and you're out of there in the transfer portal in two years. So... Yeah, long-winded way of saying, man, you got to keep working. Definitely got to keep working. I know when I was a high school coach, Greg, at this point in time, after the spring kind of period, we moved into our summer phase, which was... You know, it was another heavy lifting phase, but then we were kind of smoothing out, really getting into advanced movements in terms of on-field movements, um, start, you know, installing our schemes piece by piece to make sure by the time fall came or summer, you know, uh, fall camp came that we were set and ready to go. So um, stay in the weight room, uh, stay explosive, get stronger, um, continue to improve, you change your direction, your lateral and your vertical and your in your horizontal movements um continue to learn the game I, I still think that's another part of the game that has not been tapped into by um outside sources greg i think the mental part of the game i know that's what made me uh, a great high school football player i was not the biggest guy i was not the fastest guy but i was always the smartest guy on the field in every game that i've ever played football in whether it was you know pop warner or high school or college I was always the smartest guy on the field. And uh, a smartest guy on the field, he'll get to a point A to point B faster as a 4-6 guy than a 4-3 guy will that, you know, lacks the football IQ. It's just it's just the way it is. So, and continue to prove um, or improve your the mental side of the game and your, your, your football IQ capacity. Um, and spend some time, you know, developing those relationships with your teammates. You talked about being a good teammate earlier, Greg. You know, the great teams or the really good teams, Greg, they don't depend on coaches to police themselves. 
or to police the team. They police themselves. They have the types of you know, relationships where they police each other and they hold each other accountable. So the coach doesn't have to do everything. So um, I would also uh, kind of inject that as something in the offseason that could be a focus for players, especially elite players. Yeah, we know you have your offers and, you know, everybody's kissing your butt, but, you know, the the guy on your team doesn't respect you because you're, you're an a-hole or the quarterback won't throw you the ball after time because, uh, you know, you won't help him out on a recruiting front. So look out for look out for the next guy is my point. Look out for the next guy. Don't just be all about yourself. All right. How about that? GB, I think that about does it for today's show, man. What do you think? That does it for me. I'm good. Solid, man. Spring recruiting season. Excited for it. Um, looking looking forward to meeting you players, hanging out with coaches, recruiters. But most importantly, Greg Biggins, looking forward to that great barbecue or that great sandwich or that great Hawaiian meal or that pot of gumbo or jambalaya. And you know, if we could add something, Greg, I would add a nice little treat. Nice little dessert afterwards. How about a little peach cobbler? Okay. A little apple cobbler. Um, a little apple pie. A little sweet potato pie. How about some uh, a pound cake? Um, you know, I'm good. I'm good with your basic chocolate chip cookie. No nuts. <laughs> nuts do not belong in anything. Brownies, but like just okay. chocolate chip cookies. My dude, yeah. that's my. Yeah. Weak point right there. I could eat like 20 of them. Oh, man. Yeah. It's super soft and yeah. the cookie just kind of melts in your mouth. Yeah, man. A nice chocolate. It's hard to go wrong with a nice chocolate chip cookie. That's for sure. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Nice little brownie. Yeah. Throw some chocolate, throw some chocolate chips in the brownie. Oh, yeah. That's, that that ain't bad. So parents, coaches, showcase directors, whoever you are out there, little, little treat, little, little dessert afterwards. Doesn't hurt. So uh, looking forward to seeing all you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. We'll be back. Margarita. <laughs> margarita. You had to throw watch, that one in. Watch it all down with. <laughs> I had to throw that in. Greg had to slide that one in on the back shelf. But um, thank you so much. It's the Transparent Truth. Nobody does it like Coach Keith and GB. We appreciate you guys for joining us. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool. <laughs> 